Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostle, the Acts of the Apostles. I apologize for that. Uh, the uh, let's see, the last session we finished reading on uh, chapter 25, where Festus has called in King Agrippa and Bernice. Uh, primarily, it seemed like they were referring to King Agrippa, but still Bernice was there also. Um, to hear Paul's defense, and because Vestas also needed um, a charge, because here Paul had appealed to Caesar, and Vestas said, okay, you'll go to Caesar, but now he needs a charge. And see, currently he didn't have a charge against Paul. So, we're going to pick up here um, in chapter 26, where Paul has been brought before Festus and King Agrippa and Bernice, okay? All right, so Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion, I have lived as a Pharisee. Now we know what a Pharisee was. A Pharisee was a strict follower of the law. Um, they also followed a lot of the older Jewish customs and uh, traditions. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain as they earnestly worship night and day. Okay, I do want to mention one other thing too. You notice how Paul says they have known for a long time if they are willing to testify, if they would just admit it, in other words, if they would just come out and, and admit it, they know that Paul was a very zealous Pharisee, that he, you know, well, Paul's going to get into more of that, but nonetheless, they know that he was a very true and zealous Pharisee when before before he was converted to believe in Jesus. So, okay. And for this hope, I am accused by Jews, O king. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Against them. I'm sorry. I am <laughs> I'm starting to read it as if I'm saying it. But anyway, I cast my vote against them. So Paul, you know, he's, he's admitting everything. You know, he's admitting everything the way he was. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme. And in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. He admits he had a raging fury against them. I think we see in different parts of the Gospels where the Pharisees and different ones would be upset with Jesus. And they would, you know, just, mm, they would, it's like they would just barely contain it, you know, and then they plotted to kill him. And, and this is kind of a similar, similar situation where, uh, Paul is being taken 
you know, he's been he's been imprisoned, he's been arrested, and their plan, the Jews' plan, is to kill him. Is to, they they really wanted to ambush him. If they if they would send him back to Jerusalem, they really want to ambush, you know, that. Uh, I guess it would be a little traveling caravan or whatever. They really want to ambush it and kill kill Paul outright. They don't want him to even get back to Jerusalem for a trial. So, you know, so they're they are trying to treat Paul kind of like they treated Jesus, but the difference is Jesus was a special case. He was going through what he went through for special reasons to save us all. Um, Paul, on the other hand, is fully within his rights to declare his right as a Roman citizen and to defend himself as best as possible. And notice he's not doing anything out of sorts. He's not doing anything that he shouldn't do as a Christian. He's being honest. He's telling the truth. He's admitting, you know, his faults uh, along with, you know, everything else. So we'll continue on. So in this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that you may turn from so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Okay. So, did I read that with the right... Let's, let's try that again. I want to make sure I've read this correctly. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you to open their eyes, so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Okay, that time I feel like I really read it properly. So that's what Jesus said to Paul. Therefore, O King Agrippa, this is Paul again. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. Now notice, when we repent, we're always supposed to perform deeds in keeping with our repentance, and Paul does not fail to mention that here either. That's because we should. When we repent, we should perform deeds in keeping with our repentance. When we become a Christian, we should act as a Christian, you know. And and you have to learn. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you're a new Christian, you, you do have to learn. It takes time. It's not like you're just going to automatically know everything. Okay. 
For this reason the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer and that, by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. In other words, this has not been done like hidden or in a way that you would not notice. Everything that happened with Jesus ended up very public, very out in front. Um, Jesus had a big ministry anyway, and he was well known. So, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Okay, that must have been a rhetorical question then. Okay, hold on a second. Paul's getting me too. Uh, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And uh, Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. So here, Paul, he even in the midst of all this, he's like, I still wish every one of you would convert and believe in Jesus and become a Christian, you know. So you have to give him credit um, as he says his defense, he's also putting out a defense for uh, basically for Christians and a plea for people to change to be a Christian. So he's doing everything all at once. Um, uh, This is really a good way to do things. Now Festus is kind of funny that he interrupted him and trying to say he was out of his mind. I don't know what Festus had in mind or what the purpose of that was. But nonetheless, Paul responded kindly, nicely, and just said, No, I'm not out of my mind. I am speaking true and rational. All right, we'll continue on. Then the king rose, and the governor and Bernice, and those who were sitting with them, and when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Now notice that. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. But, why did Paul appeal to Caesar? Because Festus wanted to send him to Jerusalem to be tried, and he knew that would be his death. And there's no reason for him to willingly go to to a death like that. That death, if if he can not do that, then he can continue to serve God and do his, you know, do his will and his purpose. He doesn't need to just go die needlessly. Um, so see, and Agrippa doesn't know, I don't think Agrippa knows that. Festus wanted to send Paul to Jerusalem to do a favor for the Jews, which makes me think that that was not going to be a good thing for Paul at all, which we know that they were already plotting to kill him on the way if they could do that. If they could ambush, you know, set up an ambush and do it. So, 
it's just very interesting. Agrippa, I don't think Agrippa knew what, you know, all that background, all that other stuff. So, but he's telling Festus, you know, this man could have been set free. In other words, to put it in a little more direct way, maybe you should have set this man free. Maybe when you found him sitting in your prison for two years and you listened to him and you saw that he had done nothing wrong and there was no valid charge, perhaps you should have set him free. He is a Roman citizen. I'm surprised that Festus did not try to act to correct that situation. But there you go. There you have it. Um, now Paul's appeal to Caesar is in the court record. So I guess it's not as easy to undo that once it's started down that process. All right, so that is the end of chapter 26. I just find that interesting, the little exchange there and, and the way I don't think Agrippa kind of knew everything that had occurred. So, um, But he had the right of it. There was no valid charge against Paul. So not from Roman law. You know, it's one thing to think about Jewish religion and their their law and the way they looked at things, but uh, but from Roman law, there was no legal recourse or charge to bring against Paul. And we have to kind of look at things that way sometimes too here in the the United States. So uh, probably probably everybody does, but uh, just thinking out loud. Um, anyway. So that is uh, chapter 26 of the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.